Yanas and Yanats out there, the Podcast Royale, the fastest-selling boxing event in Australian history, is coming up. As you know, Bryzy and myself are fighting Marty and Michael. We're currently taking sponsorship opportunities for anyone who may be interested in this amazing fight night. Why would you want to sponsor us, you ask? Well, first of all, there's two of us. So double exposure, exactly from the start. Secondly, we are the main event. All eyes are on us. If you're interested in getting your logo out there for the world to see, send us an email to propertryyarn at gmail.com. Not interested in sponsoring us, but still want to be a part of the night in some form of sponsorship? Well, there's an array of different opportunities available as well. If this is the case, express your interest to contact at alpha-events.com.au. God, yeah, can't wait to see you all and get keen for us to bash these clowns. Oh, fuck yeah. Did that really fucking happen? This ripper bloke called Knuckles, some call him the big knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say, holy fuck, the cities to the outback on the highway or the farm, crack a cold one with Knuckles and tell us a proper true yarn. Well, welcome to the Proper True Yarn Podcast, the show at which we extract the wildest, the best and any fucking yarn I can get out of any man off the street. Here sitting beside me today, I've uh, got one of my best mates, Stewie Ainsbury. Chewy, how you going, brother? I'm always good. Always good? Yeah. Always a good. Never a pleasure, never a chore. Yep, that's right. You're looking a bit nervous, brother. Nah, I'm not nervous, mate. <laughs> never, I shouldn't be. Never gets nervous. A few cans deep, so I should be right. Yeah, just a yarn with a mate, eh? That's it. Yep. Mate, right. Stewie, fucking look over your shoulder. We're, we're up a bit, eh? <laughs> bit of height. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah you, could, uh, you could say that. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're up high, thanks. We're up high. <laughs> you got any, any height phobias, brass? He goes, nah, not me. Walks to the window's edge and he goes, holy fuck, we're up a bit. <laughs> there's a bit of altitude up here. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a bit going on around this country. I tell you what, I drove here today. Well, all I can say is you win. I... Um, wasn't real keen on the old podcast setup, but um, Knuckles has been up me. And uh, driving here today, I'm thinking, what the hell am I doing here? It's it, all I could put it down to is like basically mustering about 5,000 bullocks out of the channel country, getting in a motor car and driving straight through the guts of them, <laughs> and dodging every one of them on the way through and just look up every now and then, not the whole time. <laughs> they, they got a bit on in this country, I tell you. I'm not used to it, but we're here. Fucking hate. And uh, we'll have a tin and see how we go. Straight from Yalara to the good country. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's been real good. Um, but no, it's been good having you at home, mate. It's been good just fucking getting to spend a decent amount of time with me, fucking mate. Fucking we went through big patches where we never got to see each other. We did. We did. And... Um, I reckon I might take it on to the first yarn, the first proper true yarn. Hit me with those. Tell us the proper true yarns, Stuart. Well, um, I've got a few actually. I might start off a few with you, about you. <laughs> shit. Because you've spun some shit on me in the years, so it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to tell the yarn about how you – look up the camera, how you're missing that tooth. No, nah, well – So that's my yarn about how he, he gave me a bit of lip one day and I just went – and fucking put it on him. Many would say, well, he's said quite a few times every time we go out nowadays is that uh, he's knocked his tooth out, but uh, ladies and gents, he had nothing to bloody do with it. <laughs> um, that was from a horse, Saddle Bronc horse in Taroom many, many years ago. Got uh, thrown out the back, kicked in the face. 
knocked out in the middle of the arena. And um, when I woke up, all my mates were looking around me saying, um, Stewie, you're right, you're right. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing all over me? Get away. They go, well, you just got knocked the fuck out, Stewie. And I said, well, how'd I go? And they go, yeah, well, you won. I said, right, eh? Well, get up out the way. Blood pissing out <laughs> me face. All the teeth on the front of me are all bloody half teeth. But this one here, they didn't do a real good job on it. They must have got that one from Mitre 10, not Bunnings. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, but anyways, but the first yarn I've got is Knuckles and I, we've shit, we've raced camels a lot over the years. I think I first met Knuckles in Charleville. Shit, how old were you? Probably nine, I think. Nine, nine, nine or ten. Nine or ten. Might have been ten. But um, I'm going to tell one yarn, it was later on in the years, we were at Forbes Camel Races and we'd won the cup. <laughs> Hook him up, won the cup. And uh, Knuckles and I, we all went out celebrating. It was Easter Friday, so the only place you can really celebrate is the RSL. And uh, we were there and I'd had enough, handling mongrel camels all day, getting kicked the shit out. I've won a few races. It was all good, but I'd had enough, so I'm on my way home. Gone home, camped like at the racetrack and old Knuckles, he's still... Firing on all cylinders because he done fuck all during the day. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. And he's pulled up. They're just about pulled up stumps there at the local Forbes RSL and uh, he's got up. I don't know. Did you have a speaker, microphone or something? Or did you just stand on the chair? No, we were walking back at me and Nat and Dave. We were walking back into the bottle to bring you more piss. No, I didn't need it. I was in bed. I know you didn't need it, but I'm a good Samaritan and yeah. you fucking know that. But anyways, <laughs> he's yelled out. Low. He's yelled out, Brett Hanley, as we all know him, he's yelled out, Stuart Ainsbury. My name's Stuart Ainsbury. I'll fight any one of you bastards. I'll meet you at the race course. If any of you want to have a crack, I'll see you there. And... All good. Everyone, like he had no trouble. He's yeah. done, done his business. Okay. I think I said, and kick every fucking swag until you find me. That's right. <laughs> but they locked us in the race course back those days. You were lucky <laughs> to get in after a certain hour. But but anyways, I was back at camp and all of a sudden all these cars are fucking roaring past and I'm thinking, what the fucking hell's going on here? And they're all yelling out the window, fuck you, Stewie Ainsbury, I'll fight you, you bastard. Get out here. And I'm laying in my swag, but what the fucking hell's going on here? It's been a good day. There shouldn't be too much going on out there. Like, what's going on? And I've put my head out the corner. There's fucking three or four carloads of people all wanting to blue Stuart Ainsbury. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on here? And anyways, I'd... Well, you know, I'd take on a couple. I wasn't scared of a couple, but there's fucking three or four carloads of them. I wasn't going to do that. So anyways, I bolted back to bed like a skirt. Anyways, woke up in next morning and uh, old Knuckles, oh, did, did anyone rock up last night? I said, oh, yeah, there was like three or four carloads fucking into me, like wanting to fight me. And he goes, yeah, I told him all that I was going to... You know, they should come and fucking fight you and rah, rah, I told them all I was Stuart Ainsbury. And I said, oh, yeah, well, thanks, mate. Th- <laughs> thanks very much for cheers, that. Yeah. Cheers, Brad. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Yeah, good show, good show. <laughs> That's only one yarn. But um, oh, should I tell them all when you come back from Thailand with a clap? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Kidney Stones, Stuart. No, it was actually the clap. It was Kidney Stones. He tells everyone it was the clap, but... Um, <laughs> I don't tell any kind of it was a clap because it was Kidney Stones. <laughs> nah. He, um, well, that was my first wedding. Yeah. Worked out well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why well, is divorce expensive? Because uh, it's yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, it didn't, didn't, yeah, that didn't cost me too much really, I don't suppose. But um, he came to my, f- well, my first and only wedding. Just got off the plane only how many days before? Fuck all. Like no, I flew into Adelaide, literally landed in Adelaide that night. Fucking pissed out me kidney stones, wasn't well. Thank you very much for saying I had the clap. Then flew straight to Broken Hill. Broken Hill. Yeah, the next morning. Yeah, and you picked me up in the old ute. That was a big wedding, wasn't it? Fucking big wedding. Fuck me. Ten days I went for. We drank piss solid the whole fucking time. Yeah, well, when we finished the wedding, we had piss still left in the call room. We backed it right up to the back veranda and into her. Fucking didn't miss a beat. And um, didn't stop. Didn't stop till she was gone. Yeah, I still remember that um, fucking, I still remember it vaguely where we all having a few beers on the day of the wedding and, and the old fucking celebrant come in and she gives, she give you the, she gives Stuart the yarn. She said, "If what are you doing drinking, Stuart? So we'll just have a few beers. She said, well, you know, you're not allowed to drink. And Stuart said, well, yeah, what's my wedding? She said, if I smell alcohol on your breath, when I fucking, when I marry you, and the, the wedding's off, the wedding's off. And Stuart said, listen here, fucking lady, I'm paying you, you're not fucking paying me, you're going to marry me regardless. Well, <laughs> well she, something like that pretty well, much. Well, we would have had to have fucking smelt grog on us, Jesus Christ. We were drunk for three days before it started and drunk for seven days after. But yeah. um, well, I, I suppose I should let you get that route that I cock-blocked you the night before the wedding. I remember uh, you, you, your previous ex-missus was dragging you away and you, you're trying to take you in the, into the bushes for a, for a fucking Ronnie Coot. And uh, I said, and I said, don't fucking do it. It's bad luck to, to see the missus on the day of the wedding. Don't, you can't fucking take him. You can't fucking take him away. No, well, no, how, no I well, don't how, want to jinx well, the wedding. Well, it all turned out, I would have rather drank beer with the boys anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, I don't yeah. like to cock block him. Nah, you know, I didn't well, want to jinx it, you know, but I must, nah. you must have jinxed it. That's some years I won't get back. But, um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. no, nah, well, no, but he did have the clap. Didn't. The blokes. <laughs> He'd just come back from Thailand. That was way before he met his beautiful wife now. He came back in pain, sweating, yellow, basic. Well, I've never had the clap before, but I Googled it to see what the <laughs> fuck he had. <laughs> and it didn't look good for him. But um, anyways, whether they put that on this podcast or edit it out, but I reckon no. they should leave it on. But um, No, they'll leave it on, mate, because it never uh, happened. Like kidney stones, Stuart. Remember, I went to the Broken Hill doctors and they fucking yeah, but they swabbed me but, clean. Yeah, but people die in the Broken Hill hospital. They never tell you, <laughs> That's the, how you They never tell you the proper true yarn. That's how tough I was, mate. <laughs> Cunts would have died. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, no, we've had some good times, Knuckles and I. And, oh, and, um, oh, fucking... Stewie knows me as meat axe. Well, it is meat axe. Yeah, that's right. It, it is meat axe. Like, I, honestly, I still don't know how he got the name Knuckles because I've been bashing him since he was 10. Like, he's no good with the Knuckles. So, uh, I, I, actually, I think Brody's still got a Snapchat of um, 
me giving you a bit of a whooping and making you cry, but um, we'll leave that. Yeah. Whether she wants to put it out there for the viewers or not. Um. <laughs> I was heavily sunburnt and Stuart had 40 kegs on me, held me down and was slapping my legs. And cried. Didn't cry. But anyways. Shed a but, tear. Um, no, he was meat axed to me. Um, we were at, what camel raisers were they? Blackhawk? No, Charleville. 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 And you were, you would have been, I reckon, 11, 11 or 12 then. Well, anyways, the Fred Brophy tent was in town and uh, old Knuckles was keen and we were keen to get old Knuckles up there, or meat axe. But um, he got up on the on the stage here and old Fred Brophy was given the rally and old Knuckles is climbing up and he uh, hands a microphone to Brett and goes, oh, well, what's your name, boy? And he turned around and said, my name's the Meat Axe. And that was him. That that was him for years. You've been, you've been known for Meat Axe for years. Like, like, like I say, like, people call you Knuckles now. I don't really know why. But um, to me, you'll always be the old meat axe yeah. um, through and through. And to all the old camel ears that have known him for a long, long time, uh, he was the meat axe and always will be to us. Um, that was a good yarn. But you kicked his ass too, didn't you? I can give it to you, him. Yeah, I suppose we could have called you Knuckles back then. We mustn't have been able to fight though. But yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I think we got 35 bucks. It was fucking over the moon. Big, t- big dollars. <laughs> big, 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 big coin dollars. back then. Because you go into Fred Brophy's as a kid and then after the match everyone would throw like coins and yeah, I might, you might have got a fiver on the mat. I don't know. But I, I remember I got 35 bucks out of them. I thought I was King Dick. Mm. And then went to Blackhawk Camel Races the weekend after, I think, and then doubled it on the punt. Yeah, well, we, we were little devils for that. Yeah, we? that is a proper true yarn. We, we'd go to the bookies <laughs> and we'd have side bets for the bookies and they would take our bets as kids and but then they'd take our bet but then fix the odds as well, well knowing that we, we knew most of the form of the camels. Well, it was a sure thing. Like I've been like, shit, oh, I've been camel racing for, oh, to be 31, 32 years now. No, I'm all... Not so much nowadays, but back then we knew them all. So we'd have a look at the form, Knuckles and I, and um, that, that camel will win there. Yeah, right over. We'd head over to the bookies, have a look at what they're paying. And um, shit, they're paying three, four dollars. That was like big <laughs> odds. Big money, yeah. And we'd be like, bloody ass. We'd scratch a bit of money around where we could throw it on, and we had enough for the next one. We, we were the winners for the day. Oh, yeah, it was unreal. 100%. But um, no, we, we, we did have some good times. I remember oh, for, for a lot of years when we were all camping out, Knuckles and I, we'd always roll our swags out because we were always young fellas of the team so we'd roll our swags out fucking, you know, not far from each other and spin a yarn and rah, rah. And there was this one time at Forbes, I think it was Forbes. Definitely Forbes. <laughs> and um, there was one lady on the circuit that was... You know, she was she wasn't too bad, and we won't mention names. We won't, but let's just say she she uh, travelled the whole camel circle for many years and never owned a swag. No, she didn't. And one night she um she jumped in mine. But before this happened, Knuckles was you know as you do is the first night we're all getting together, grab our swags and. One side of the bloody tie-up stalls there, I'm rolling me swag out and his knuckles comes around the bloody corner with his swag. I said, nah, nah, 
Not now, mate. You got to find somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that smoke off around the other side, Russ. Yeah, job's on. Job's on. Yeah, and um, I don't think we ever camp next to each other in our swags again. Break a fair few hearts and pelvises along the way, Stuart. Oh, no, I was just, buddy, just um, being me. If you No, pull. I was talking about me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all about you, isn't it? No, I was just telling the yarn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you didn't get much that night, mate. Anyway, I was going no, no, up on you. Yeah, no, you dusted up. Um, but yeah, Roddy. Oh, Knuckles has been trying to get me on this whole podcast here for a while, and he's saying, write them down, write them down. I said, I've got hundreds of yarns. He goes, write them down, you get put on the spot, you'll forget them. Well, out of probably 5,000 yarns I've got, I've got about 10 on paper, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Some I sort of thought, oh, I'll put them on, but there's a few Karens in the world. doesn't take much to upset a few people nowadays, so I thought, oh, better not. But um, You did write a wedge down in that paper and it blew off in the fucking Yeah, I did. I was writing them down out at work, out at Roma there. He said, start writing them down. And, you know, like I wasn't real keen because oh, I'm not really one for the spotlight or one for doing this sort of stuff. So I thought, oh, well, I'll start writing them down just in case one day I might get on. And um, the time has come. I've got fuck all yarns but I'll pull a few together. But I'd have to go back to the Buck Show in Adelaide. Oh, your Bucks, not mine. No, my Buck Show. I unfortunately couldn't make it to yours. had a bit on. But um, I just remember there one night, one morning we all woke up, oh, we were camping in a shit show. You would have been better rolling your swag out in the middle of Hindley Street. It was in Adelaide. And every morning we were all there, I'd, I'd count heads. There was a few of us there and one morning we were one head short. It was little Johnny. <laughs> Remember little Johnny? I um, thought, fuck, he's not here. So I've got up, looked out the window just to see if he's, you know, passed out on a fucking bench, in bench or fucking something. And here he is skipping up the road. This is 7.30 in the morning, I reckon it was. Skipping up the road, happy as Larry. He's walked into the motel room. We said, Johnny, fucking where you been, mate? And he goes, oh, I've been in the lockup. <laughs> and we're all looking at each other. go, where the fuck, what do you mean you've been in the lockup? Yeah, I got arrested last night. And I said, oh, well, yeah, well, righto. How? He goes, oh, threatening a police horse. And I said, what the fuck? And <laughs> <laughs> they assaulted a police officer, wasn't it? No, it was assaulted a police horse. <laughs> and, well, well, you are assaulting a yeah, police, police officer. Yeah. So he's happy as Larry still and we're all like looking at each other like, what the fuck did you do to the horse, Johnny? And he goes, no, well, I was lining up in front of a nightclub there and this police horse just nudged me. I said, oh, well, as you do, who cares? It's just a horse. He goes, no, he nudged me pretty hard. I said, oh, you must have been playing up, Johnny. No, I wasn't playing up. And I said, fucking bullshit. Johnny would have been playing up. So he's um, turned around and said, um, get that fucking police horse out of my way before I shoot it. And... Well, threatening a police horse, you may as well be threatening a bloody police, police officer. officer. And so they've jumped off the horse. The other coppers are down the road. They've ran up, must have called them on the blower and 
Johnny's been knocked to the ground, locked away. They've gun residue tested him and all. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been fully, he's, he's had it all, he's had it all, had to go to court for it and all and we're just like, fucking Johnny, you can't do that, mate. And um, But, yeah, that was that was one of the incidents. So there's there's heaps more but probably. Um, so knees bloke stabbed a fella in front of us. Yeah, I remember that. Then didn't you knock the bloke out on the way home? I did. Buddy, that was the last night I think I'd had enough. I was just keen for home. And me and Matty Connell, shout out to Matty Connell, he was walking, we're both walking home, we'd had enough. I drank myself sober. Yous were all in bed. Yeah, I think yeah, we're in bed. Yous had enough, yous had enough. And um, me and Matty Connell walking home, he's fucking blind. I've drank myself sober. Anyways, I'm about 30, 40 metres in front of him and two skinheads straight out the side alley, into me, not fighting, but, you know, being a bit verbally abusive, going right off and I just basically said, look, mate, I'm not interested in fucking fighting you. Like, we've had a big couple of days here. I just want to fucking go home, have a spell, you know, like piss off basically and they're just into me. All of a sudden my little mate, Matty Connell, all four and a half foot of him, about 40 kilos of him, he's walked up half fucking paralytic. And these fellas into him. They say, what's your fucking problem? And little Matty turns around and says, the problem we have here, mate, is your mother had you. (laughs) (laughs) Old mate grabbed him by the ears and headbutted him, laid him straight out on the ground. And as he did that, I went, you dirty bastard. So I fucking drove him, turned him horizontal. And I grabbed his little mate off the ground (laughs) Picked him up, carried him away and I'm turning around they're still trying to wake up old mate there on the ground and, well, we got to fucking get out of here. Like, we've been here too long. <laughs> old Higo too, remember old Higo <laughs> falling over in the street, splitting his head open, had to get stitched up and we had a bit on down in old Adelaide town. I don't think I've been to Hindley Street since. That was the fucking first and last time I've been there and it, it fucking, I didn't realise there's a good end and there's a bad end. We're at the bad end. We're at the, we're at the negative bad end. Yeah. We're at the fucking, the, the, the pits, we're the, the only, Bronx of the bad end. Well, we were, but the only good thing, we were close to the strippers and the only good thing about the strippers, because some of them were pretty rough, was the cheap grog. Yeah, that's right. Like we were like $2.50 rums. Like she was, we had a bit on. Yeah, put a fair bend into fucking the old Adelaide town. Yeah, that time I got bloody nearly bashed to death with a studded belt from that stripper that he's organised for me. Yeah, oh, thanks what happened that. there? I got scarred up for life, actually. Well, we had a couple of strippers there and and um, they're like, whose buck show is it? 20 blokes point at Chewy. Yep, it's his. Righto, fucking thanks, fellas. Got me on the bloody stage there. No. In the room. That was in the room. Oh, that was another lot of strippers. I forgot about that. <laughs> in the room. Oh, shit, yeah, it's all coming back to me now. We um we had caught a bit on that room. But, yeah, one stripper there said, oh, who are you fellas got a belt? They pulled me strides down. Who are you fellas got a belt? Zach. The only one with the belt and it had to be, like, you know, them big studded dog collar belts, like, and this lady laid into me. Like I was, 
I was starting half tear up. Yeah, and we're saying, fucking hit him. If you're going to fucking hit him, hit him. <laughs> I reckon I'm only just healed up now and that was funny. I don't know how many years ago, but it was a fucking long time ago. But, yeah, no, we had a bit on that show. We had yeah. quite a bit on. Fucking Stewie's bucks, unfucking real. Yeah. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.